0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Do exactly what we tell you to do and eventually your life will go back to, quote, normal. Question, for how long have we heard that narrative? By whom? And how's that narrative working out so far? In the final hour, how many will look in the mirror and say, when they came for others, I was silent. I just looked the other way. The modern paradigm of military-industrial society has always been a house of cards, built on a foundation of total deception and tyranny. How many are not only still buying into that deception, but actually defending it? Such is life in the planetary asylum. From the constant onslaught of climate intervention operations in our skies to the constantly escalating CV-19 everything, how are populations responding and reacting? A number of weeks ago on this broadcast, I covered the psychological phenomenon known as mass formation psychosis. Just after the start of 2022, if you search this phrase on Google, this is what they gave you. Quote, It looks like these results are changing quickly. It can sometimes take time for results to be added by reliable sources, in quote. Translation, Google is censoring the subject and has not yet been supplied with the power structure spun response to it. The phenomenon of what is known as mass formation psychosis is core. The controllers will do all they can to keep populations from accurately researching and comprehending this phenomenon, just as is the case with climate intervention operations. In the background, unfolding biosphere collapse continues to fuel total controller desperation. Geoengineering Watch stated this on the record for the entire length of our existence that when biosphere collapse became impossible to hide or manage any longer, controller desperation would go exponential and they would begin to play their cards. Indeed they are. The state of the planet's life support systems is not actually as bad as we've been told. It's exponentially worse than anything we've been told. What is the greatest threat to the human race? The human race itself, of course. No outside factor is necessary at this point. Near-term self-annihilation is a near-term mathematical certainty, if we remain on the current course. Waging weather warfare, including winter weather warfare, is a manifestation of power structure desperation, but... The controllers have and are aggressively continuing to utilize many more tools to control. Is the manipulation of the mass formation phenomenon a primary tool of the clinically insane tyrants that are currently in control? In a moment, you can hear now internationally known Dr. Matthias Desmet define mass formation phenomenon in his own words. Decide for yourself how you think it may apply to our current common dilemmas anyone remember Jonestown? And the backdrop to it all, again, the foundational factor fueling it all, i.e. total power structure desperation, unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse, climate intervention being a core part of that equation. No functional planetary life support systems, no habitat, no humans. Simple. The controllers know what's coming. They should. Global power structures did everything to ensure that the dark horizon we now collectively face would occur. How many falsely believe that those who currently rule from behind the curtain are any less maniacal than the most notorious and despotic rulers and dictators of the past? Political parties are irrelevant, an orchestrated distract, divide, and conquer facade propagated by corporate media. The last occupant of the White House to actually draw a line in the sand with the true controllers was John F. Kennedy. He was, of course, assassinated almost immediately. Knowing that they, i.e. the controllers, no collapse is imminent, what actions should we have expected from them? To do everything in their power to keep populations healthy, happy, reproducing, and consuming until there's nothing left? Or something else entirely? Which conclusion is rational, logical, which is not? In a moment, some core pieces to the puzzle. I'll leave it up to the listener to decide how these pieces fit together. A critically important audio statement from an individual that due to his specific qualifications, is perhaps the foremost authority regarding societal behavior and the psychological factors behind it. Stay tuned. And afterward, we'll address breaking frontline reports on the gauntlet of converging catastrophes we collectively face, including the winter weather warfare being waged all over the Northern Hemisphere at this time. This is Dane Wigington, host of the commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, a weekly non-political report that addresses and connects the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is installment number 335 of the Bad News Broadcast for January 8th, 2022. The Global Alert News Weekly Report is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, G-E-O, engineering, Watch. Dot org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations. This broadcast is now on the air in numerous AM and FM stations throughout the U.S. and Northern California, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Ohio, New York, and most recently on the West Coast, we've added Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. An extended version of this weekly on-air broadcast is posted at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent radio and top stories sections. If you wish to share your thoughts and perspectives on climate engineering and the other converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us, join us on the geoengineeringwatch.org website. My most sincere gratitude, as always, to those that have helped geoengineeringwatch.org to expand our desperate efforts to sound the alarm. Pressing on, Dr. Matthias Desmet is a Belgian professor of clinical psychology at Ghent University. Dr. Desmet also holds a master's degree in statistics due to his specific qualifications. Dr. Desmet is perhaps the most qualified individual on the planet to address the subject of mass formation psychosis in his own words listen carefully I've seen mass
1: formations and crowd formations uh, as long as mankind exists uh, but the strange thing is that throughout the last two or three centuries mass formation becomes increasingly strong and it lasts longer and the masses become larger and larger, more and more people are involved in it. And by the end of the 19th century, um, uh, Gustave Le Bon, one of the major scholars on on mass formation, uh, warned us already that if it continued like this, if the masses continue to increase uh, their strength and their their capacity, then that we might soon um, um, witness uh, the emergence of a new state, a new type of state, which was based on the power of the masses of the masses, and that's exactly what happened in the first half of the 20th century in uh, in the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany, which were one of the f- few ex- historical examples of large-scale mass formation. So I agree; like it, it's a, it's an unintentional emergent phenomenon uh, which became stronger um, uh, because the number of people who felt socially isolated uh, increased throughout the last three centuries, and this increase in the number of uh, socially isolated people was almost perfectly correlated to the uh, degree of uh, mechanization and industrialization in the country. So the more uh, um, uh, industrialization and The more people use, as you refer to, I think, uh, technological devices, uh, the more they feel socially isolated. This became that's 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 one of the major reasons why uh, mass formation became increasingly strong uh, throughout the last uh, centuries. And now, uh, uh, what we noticed, indeed, just before the Corona crisis, was that the number of socially isolated people. Was extremely high. For instance, the uh, U.S. Surgeon General talked about a, a loneliness epidemic, uh, and in Great Britain, a, ministry, a minister of loneliness was appointed by Theresa May because they acknowledged that uh, loneliness uh, was was a major uh, threat to the to, um, to the health of people. And um, uh, under under these conditions, something very strange happens. Once or, the, or the, the, the loneliness is, is actually the, the 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 number of socially isolated, socially atomized people, as Hannah Arendt calls it, is the, is the central characteristic. And related to that, uh, there must be a, a lot of these are the four conditions that I that I described already a few times. I Sixty percent of the people uh, uh, who reported that they had no meaningful relationships at all, which is huge, which, which is huge. Uh, and there's a consequence, and that's a second condition which is important. As a consequence, these people usually also feel a lack of meaning-making in life, lack of sense, because uh, human beings are really social beings, and if the social bond is disrupted, they typically experience their life as meaningless. And that also was, was really... Uh, 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 there, were, there were a lot of people, for instance, only in a, in a Gallup world poll, only 13% of the people reported that they... Uh, considered their jobs as really meaningful. And 65%, I think, uh, reported that they uh, experienced their jobs as completely meaningless. Uh, this is a phenomenon that is very well described in a book by David Graeber uh, called "Bullshit Jobs. And then the third condition, also which is also a consequence of the first two conditions, is that there, that there has to be a lot of free-floating anxiety. So anxiety that people cannot connect to a mental representation. And that's extremely important, because
0: if we know what we're anxious for, um, uh, um, we will not be that's as anxious. As Pausing for a moment to pose this question. What has so-called modern, militarized, industrialized civilization done to so-called humanity? Were rats running on a treadmill to nowhere that never slows down. And all the while, what is left of nature is being systematically ground up or completely contaminated just to keep the wheels of industrialized, militarized so-called civilization turning, to keep the insanity turning. Question two, how many, especially in first world nations, feel anxious, unhappy, and disconnected from the whole, so to speak? How do such individuals react when manipulated by those behind the curtain. Dr. Desmet continues.
1: The situation in which someone is confronted with anxiety without knowing what he's anxious for is extremely aversive to a human being. So in, in the fourth condition is also a logical consequence of the first three conditions. It means that there has to be a lot of free-floating frustration and aggression. People have to feel frustrated aggressive without knowing what they are frustrated and aggressive for. And indeed, under these conditions, the population is sensitive. To a very specific phenomenon. If under these conditions. A narrative is distributed. Through the mass media. Indicating an object of anxiety. And at the same time. Providing a strategy to deal with the object of anxiety. Something extremely strange. Happens in a society. All this free-floating anxiety. Attaches, connects. To the object of anxiety. Presented in the narrative. And people are willing. To participate in the strategy. To deal with the object of anxiety. And that in itself leads to the most important uh, aspect of mass formation, because everybody participates in the same strategy, a new social bond emerges and people feel less isolated, but in a symptomatic way, because... The new social bond and the new kind of meaning making is always destructive in nature. And that's because of the fourth characteristic. There was a lot of free floating frustration and aggression. And all this free floating frustration and aggression is now directed at a specific group in the first place, the group who doesn't want to participate in the mass formation. And that's what we've seen time and time again uh, in the throughout history that mass formation has this destructive. Uh, characteristic, and in the end, also this this destructive characteristic becomes self-destructive. Because once the enemy is destroyed, the mass formation won't stop, because people know if the mass formation stops, they will be confronted again with all this free-floating anxiety, with all the frustration and aggression, with the lack of social bond, and so on. So what they typically do... In most cases, it's not necessarily like that, but in most cases, is they look for a new enemy. A new enemy which can be made the object of anxiety, which can be destroyed and so on. And that's why mass
0: formation always ends up as a monster that devours its own children. A monster that devours its own children. That's what the mass formation mob mentality is. It always has been. How many historical examples do we need before humanity evolves to a higher level of consciousness? Yet history keeps repeating itself over and over and over. Add countless environmental toxins to the equation, not by accident, which have already lowered IQ levels some six to nine points add iPhones and constant corporate media propaganda, add controller-orchestrated divide-and-conquer political theater, and the stage is set for mass-formation insanity to rule the day. One last segment from Dr. Desmet.
1: And what's so strange about the phenomenon is that because all this free-floating anxiety is connected to this mental representation of the object of anxiety, it seems as if the only part of reality that still exists is the object of anxiety and the strategy to deal with it. That's an extremely strange, remarkable aspect. And um, uh, that, that that explains why it has the same psychological effects as hypnosis. Because in hypnosis, that's exactly what happens. Someone focuses the attention of someone else on one specific point of reality. And once he succeeds in doing this, It is as if the rest of reality does not exist anymore, to the extent that in hospitals this happens from time to time, that people who are allergic to uh, chemical um, um, sedativa uh, are hypnotized to make them insensitive to to pain. And it's really a simple hypnotic uh, procedure. That is sufficient to focus the attention of someone so much on one aspect of reality that he won't feel that the surgeon starts to cut through the bone, through the, the skin, the, the flesh, eventually, the, sometimes the bones. The focusing of attention is a really uh, an extremely strong psychological uh, mechanism, which explains also that during mass formation, the leaders, the totalitarian leaders, can take everything away of people without them noticing it. That's one of the most remarkable aspects of the phenomenon of mass formation. Um, And also, I will add one more thing. um, Another characteristic of the phenomenon of mass formation is that the narrative that leads to the mass formation typically becomes more and more absurd. And the strange thing is that people don't seem to notice this. But actually, you can perfectly understand that once you understand That the reason why people buy into the narrative is not in the first place because the narrative is correct or scientific or or accurate. The reason why people buy into the narrative is because it creates this new social bond. And that's why typically during mass formation, the people who don't want to conform to the masses, who, 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 who don't go along with the narrative are typically approached that they lack citizenship and solidarity. So that shows what it is all about, the creation of a new social bond. People want to get rid of the feeling of social isolation, atomization, the free-floating anxiety. That's why they buy into the story, even if it becomes utterly absurd. And that and you could even go one step further, the more absurd the narrative is, and the more absurd the measures are, for instance in the current situation, the more successful they will be for a certain part of the population, the part of the population that is really into the mass formation, because the measures have the function of a ritual. They have the function of a ritual through which an individual shows, by participating in in the ritual, the individual shows that it is less important than the collective. And that's what ritualistic behavior has always been. A ritual is a kind of behavior which is without pragmatic meaning or sense, but which which is a symbolic kind of behavior through which an individual shows that it belongs to a collective and that it wants to sacrifice something of itself, which is important, in favor of the collective. So that's why we make this strange observation that no matter how absurd the measures are, They continue to receive a substantial support in a certain part, the major part of the population, which is usually about 30%.
0: Mass formation psychosis, i.e. controller-manipulated mob mentality. We are, inarguably, at a crossroad. Both potential paths lead to completely uncharted territory. What was is gone. It's not coming back, nor should it. The question that remains is what will soon be New chapters to the CB 19 saga just keep coming, don't they? From firstpost.com, France detects new COVID-19 variant, IHU, more infectious than Omicron, new and improved, again and again and again. The report states, even as the world battles the uptick in COVID-19 cases owing to the Omicron variant, scientists in France have found another variant. What a surprise. The discovery of the variant, the report states, was announced in a paper posted in MedRxiv Science Journal. Researchers say that it contains 46 mutations, even more than Omicron, which makes it even more resistant to vaccines. For the record, from the very start of the CV-19 saga, geoengineeringwatch.org stated on the record that the CV-19 fires would continue to be stoked. That is exactly What has and is occurring. From the UK Daily Mail, this. The FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, warns it could cancel flights also as Omicron hits its 14,000 air traffic controllers. For those that thought the nightmare was almost over, time to wake up. It's just beginning. From numerous sources, this. CDC Centers for Disease Control no longer recognizes the PCR test as a valid method for detecting, quote, confirmed COVID-19 cases, end quote. Summary, as of January 1st, 2022, the Centers for Disease Control, a request to the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, withdraws its endorsement of the RT-PCR tests. The Center for Disease Control acknowledges with innuendos that the PCR test does not effectively differentiate between COVID-19 and seasonal influenza. Amply documented and analyzed by numerous scientists, the RT-PCR test does not detect or identify SARS-CoV-2 and its variants. While the CDC does not officially acknowledge that the RT-PCR test is invalid, it nonetheless calls for it to be withdrawn." It is worth noting that almost a year ago, in January of 2021, the World Health Organization also questioned the validity of the PCR test, which it had itself put forth at the very onset of the COVID-19 crisis. The curtain is beginning to be pulled back. From Children'sHealthDefense.org, reports of COVID vaccine injuries pass 1 million mark. FDA signs off on Pfizer booster for kids 12 and up. From this report, the VAERS data release, that's Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System, by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, this is an updated report, including a total of 1,229 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID-19 vaccines, including 21,002 deaths And 162,506 serious injuries between December 14, 2020, and December 24, 2021. Again, it's important to note that it is felt that statistically these numbers represent only perhaps five percent of the total, because reporting to the VAERS system is discouraged in the medical industry. Imagine that. Report then states, of the 9,623 U.S. deaths reported to VARES as of December 24th, 20% occurred within 24 hours of vaccination, 25% occurred within 48 hours of vaccination, and 61% occurred in people who experienced an onset of symptoms within 48 hours of being vaccinated. And about the statistics which I just reported on, and the headlines I'm about to cover, please investigate for yourself. That is the purpose of this bad news broadcast. From ABC Australia, this, Australia offers to pay 600000 up to 600000 for severe vaccine side effects. So much for safe and effective. Moving on, Israel has been called the most vaccinated country in the world. With that in mind, consider this next recent headline from multiple sources. Israel records highest daily rise in COVID infections. Is that really adding up to what those in control are telling us? That we can roll up our sleeve and everything will be fine? From that report, Israel's health ministry on Wednesday announced nearly 12,000 new coronavirus cases, constituting the largest daily rise in infections since the beginning of the pandemic nearly two years ago. Well that doesn't sound very good, does it? Flashback to August 16, 1950. A statement from doctor Raymond Obamsawin, PhD, who said this natural immunity is the only true immunity. Everything else is an artificial attempt to cheat nature, and nature is never cheated. If we think we can fool Mother Nature, we are only fooling ourselves. End quote. How true and on how many fronts has that final statement from Doctor Obamsawin proved to be so? Next, from Fox News, COVID-19, thousands of National Guard members in Texas refuse vaccine. Question, did these Guard members do some independent investigation? What do you think they discovered? On the same theme, this from the Gateway Pundit and other sources, a New Year's quote from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He stated, no one has ever complied their way out of totalitarianism. This is the hill we need to die on, end quote. Again, from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Something to consider, isn't it, deeply. Moving on from numerous sources. Inventor of mRNA technology, vaccine causes lipid nanoparticles to accumulate in high concentration in ovaries. Dr. Robert Malone, creator of the mRNA vaccine technology, said the COVID vaccine lipid nanoparticles which tell the body to produce the spike protein, leave the injection site, and accumulate in organs and tissues. That doesn't sound good either, does it? Next, from the science publication, Microbiology and Infectious Diseases. this: In this paper, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine was evaluated for the potential to induce prion-based disease in vaccine recipients. Prion-based diseases are, according to the CDC, a form of neurodegenerative diseases, meaning that the Pfizer vaccine is potentially likely to cause long-term damage and negative health effects with regards to the brain. Again, that's from the science publication, Microbiology and Infectious Diseases. Won't hear corporate media mentioning that one. Probably not this one either. From Sputnik.com. Baffling neurological illness reportedly targets Canadian province. I wonder what that could be from. You decide. Another from Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s childrenshealthdefense.org. Life insurance CEO says deaths up 40%. Amongst those aged 18 to 64. From that report, this is very telling. The death rate for those aged 18 to 64 has risen an astonishing 40% over pre pandemic levels, according to the CEO of Indianapolis based insurance company One America. The report states we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. That's a statement from Scott Davison head of the 100 billion insurance company that's been in operation since 1877 and has approximately 2,400 employees. He further stated, just to give you an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or one in 200 year catastrophe would be 10% increase in mortality over pre-pandemic levels. So 40%, he states, is absolutely unheard of. According to Davidson, the majority of deaths being filed are not classified as due to COVID-19. Brian Tabor, the president of the Indiana Hospital Association, on this subject said that the hospitals across the state are being flooded with patients with, quote, many different conditions. The number of those hospitalized in Indiana are now higher than before the COVID-19 vaccine was introduced a year ago. Here's a few bullet points from this report. The deaths started after the vaccines were rolled out. Two, the deaths are primarily working age people, 18 to 64, who are the employees of companies that have group life insurance plans through One America. That's not to say 65 and over aren't affected as well. What's key is that we're seeing effects in young people, the report states. It further states there are more excess deaths than any time in history, percentage-wise, the increase they're speaking about, so it is likely caused by a new threat never seen before in history. Since, as the report stated, the extremely high percentage increase in mortality was not attributed to the COVID virus or variants of it, what do you think all those excess deaths are actually coming from? You decide. Moving on. This will sound like I'm changing gears, but I'm not. Is wildlife safe from humans? Certainly the answer is no. How about wildlife and CV-19? Let's fill in that blank. From MSNBC. This headline, very unsettling. Scientists see troubling signs in humans spreading COVID to deer populations. The report states in a laboratory study, researchers spritzed, i.e., sprayed, four fawns' noses with infectious coronavirus to test whether the virus could infect them. And guess what? It did infect the deer, or so we're being told, along with other deer that were in close proximity. Humans have infected wild deer, report states, with COVID-19 in a handful of states, and there's evidence that the coronavirus has been spreading among deer, according to recent studies that outline findings that could complicate the path out of the pandemic. The virus in deer could represent a risk to people if mutations in deer create a new variant. Researchers can't say for sure how the deer are becoming infected that's an interesting statement given the fact that they just told us how some of the deer were infected they infected them how many more did they infect perhaps and if you want to know about lyme disease in deer and ticks search this lab 257 the disturbing story of the government's secret germ laboratory and there are many bio labs all over the world what do we think they're doing that blank's not hard to fill in if one stands back, looks at the horizon, and keeps their eyes wide open. Before getting to the bottom line of biosphere collapse, here's one last Big Pharma fun fact to consider. Another subject, but still paints a picture of just who Big Pharma is. Johnson & Johnson and three distributors ready to settle opioid lawsuit for $26 billion, states new report. Over the last two decades, the opioid and addiction crisis killed roughly 500,000 Americans who overdosed on prescription and illegal opioids. That's a statement from the CDC. And the report further states, the epidemic has sparked lawsuits from local and state governments who claim the companies downplayed, i.e. Big Pharma, downplayed the risks of using opioids while aggressively marketing them. What a surprise. And When marketing doesn't work, just mandate whatever it is you make and then get big government to pay for all of it. Changing gears to the bottom line of unfolding biosphere collapse. A grand game of global chess is being played out as societies around the world spiral toward total collapse. The global power structures are colluding and cooperating for their own purposes on issues like CV-19 and climate engineering operations. The same controllers, i.e. criminal cartels masquerading as legitimate governments, are also feuding like mafia factions fighting for control over regions with remaining natural resources. Plug countries like Kazakhstan into this equation, and Ukraine, going back further, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq. The list is long and goes back over a century. But don't worry, the U.S. government would never instigate unrest in other countries, would they? In fact, they just told us so. Again, this headline was issued last week from Legitgov.org. U.S. denies role in Kazakhstan uprising. Now there's your proof. U.S. government says it isn't so, right? Yes, Kazakhstan is rich in resources like oil, but that fact wouldn't cause the U.S. government to do anything immoral, would it? You decide. Waning resources. Not enough to go around. Law of the jungle. Connect the dots. So about biosphere collapse from MSNBC. And for those that don't know what the MS in MSNBC means, it stands for Microsoft, i.e. Bill Gates. Imagine that. Bill Gates buying up media sources along with the rest of the global controllers. Here's the headline. Climate change is our greatest existential threat. Question, climate change or climate engineering? This is not in any way a denial of anthropogenic damage to the planet and the climate system. It is to say that there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and addressing climate engineering operations, which are further fueling biosphere and climate implosion, not mitigating it. And there's this question. What else is being dispersed into our skies by geoengineering jet aircraft? You decide. A reminder on this fun fact, the world's second most recognized geoengineer, former U.S. DOD scientist Kim Caldera now works for Bill Gates, the same Ken Caldera that stated on the record that while working for the DOD, one of his jobs was to design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. If you don't believe this, good. Then perhaps you'll believe what you can hear with your own ears. Here's a few seconds of audio. That is Dr. Ken Caldera stating exactly what I just said. Listen carefully. And I know I've played this before, but please be patient. It needs to be heard again because it is so incredibly relevant to all that's unfolding. There are, now, you could imagine, though, say, putting pathogens in a cloud. Let the cloud uh, you know, go over somewhere and then would rain down on your enemy and create, you know, do chemical or term warfare in this kind of way. No, Ken, I can't imagine even thinking about doing something like that. And this is what you did for our government. And this additional fun fact for the record, as I've stated in this broadcast before, Bill Gates has called Ken Caldera, quote, his most amazing teacher. Caldera now works directly for Bill Gates. Let's press on with this theme. The United States National Security Council is the highest decision-making body regarding foreign policy in the United States. On December tenth, 1974, it completed a top-secret document entitled National Security Study Memorandum, or NSSM-200, also called the Kissinger Report since Henry Kissinger was Secretary of State at the time it was written. The Kissinger Report states this, the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries, i.e. loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. Take it from whoever's country it's in. That's the policy. always has been. This Kissinger Report then states, that fact gives the U.S. enhanced interest in the political, economic, and social stability of the supplying countries. Wherever a lessening of population pressures through reduced birth rates can increase the prospects for such stability, population policy becomes relevant to resource supplies and to the economic interests of the United States. The subject of the NSSM-200 is, quote, implications of worldwide population growth for U.S. security and overseas interests, end quote. This document, published shortly after the first major international population conference in Bucharest, was the result of collaboration among Central Intelligence Agency, the United States Agency for International Development, that's USAID, and the Departments of State, Defense, and Agriculture. We can use this valuable document to lay bare the strategies used by unscrupulous governments and so-called aid agencies. So about this historical report summary, here's what it means. The less people there are, the easier they are to control. Time to put the puzzle pieces together. And let's not forget what Zigniew Brzezinski stated, presidential advisor to all presidents from Johnson through Obama, but certainly his policies carry on to this day. Here's what he said. Quote, In earlier times, it was easier to control a million people than to kill a million. Today, it is infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control them. How does that one fit into the equation that we all collectively face? You decide. Protests are rising rapidly around the world, but do the majority of the protesters actually understand the true gravity of what's unfolding on the wider horizon? Do they understand the true desperation of global power structures? Sadly, I think not. Chaos, carnage, and total collapse, that's what's coming. That's what's already unfolding. The controllers, of course, know that the planet's failing life support systems can no longer support the weight of the human populations. Question What actions should we, must we, expect power brokers to take? That blink isn't hard to fill in for those that have the courage to do so. New from Time.com, i.e., Time Magazine. This Did we just blow our last best chance to tackle climate change? Question mark. Answer. No, we didn't just blow it. The human race passed that mile marker at least two decades ago. Industrialized, militarized civilization is in a death spiral. The powers that be are further fueling the process of biosphere collapse by their ongoing total manipulation of the climate system, by their continued use of weather as a weapon, and the use of climate manipulations as a means of masking the true extent of planetary implosion from the public to the last possible moment. The now constant engineered winter weather mayhem with patented chemical ice nucleation methods and materials for cloud seeding is a core factor in the climate engineering onslaught. From this time report, they state temperatures have risen more than 1.1 C since the Industrial Revolution began. Total fallacy. We are likely past 3.5 degrees C right now. They state, and the COVID-19 pandemic had unexpectedly opened up a new pathway to rethink the global economy to help the world to avoid the 1.5 C of temperature rise marker, long seen as a marker when the planet will start to experience the catastrophic and irreversible effects of climate change. That time is now. It's already passed. And again, climate engineering raging in our skies and the population still clinging to their denial. Governments across the globe have failed to spin, the Time Report states, on big green economic recoveries. Political leaders, again, on green energy... So-called renewable energy, it is not renewable energy Planet of the Humans. search and view that documentary if you want the truth about renewable renewable energy again It's my background. My home has wind hydro and solar. I have three wind turbines. I have a a hydropower plant I have 15k in solar power, but it is not renewable batteries alone horribly non-renewable in any true sense of the word it's all a facade. It's better than outright burning of hydrocarbon, but the so-called green community and so-called environmental groups completely living in some sort of delusional panacea buying into this lie and populations pretending that the party's going to continue into the future. It's not. Political leaders, the Time Report states, from the world's largest econo- economies have made lofty promises to eliminate their carbon footprints but failed to offer concrete policies to get there. And President Joe Biden's ambitions for bold climate legislation have been stymied in Congress. Here's Biden's quote, ambitious climate legislation, end quote. And all the while, Biden was gutting the former moratorium on new oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. Total hypocrisy across the board. This headline on that front, Biden opens 80 million acres in Gulf of Mexico for oil drilling. And the Biden administration said its drilling lease spree in the Gulf was court-ordered. That's a lie. Absolute lie. It wasn't. This is just business as usual. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. And again, the occupants of the White House are only puppets. The true controllers are carrying on with business as usual from behind the curtain. The International Climate Conferences are nothing more than smoke and mirror facades, forcing countries and their criminal governments to actively or passively go along with climate intervention operations. This is the true agenda being carried out at the International Climate Conferences. From FEE.org. Authoritarianism may be necessary to fight climate change, Cambridge study argues. May be necessary? Look up. Look around. We've already arrived. The report then states, a recent study published in American Political Science Review, a quarterly peer-reviewed academic journal published by Cambridge University, begins with this question, is authoritarian power ever legitimate? Question mark. That question doesn't deserve an answer. And unfortunately, that reality is already here. From phys.org and many other mainstream sources, which is no surprise given the report conclusion, the significant roles of anthropogenic aerosols on surface temperature under carbon neutrality. Anthropogenic aerosols, i.e. climate engineering aerosols, on top of pollution, and they're addressing that And the actual effect. This report states a new study finds that in the near future, the warming effect of anthropogenic aerosols reduction will superimpose on the cooling effect caused by the CO2 reduction, leading to greater surface temperature increase. Our study indicates, they say, that when planning a specific path to achieve carbon neutrality and low warming targets, it is necessary to consider the important role of anthropogenic aerosols on the climate system. This is a statement from Professor Huang, the corresponding author of the study. This is a covert way of selling climate engineering as being the only thing saving us from ourselves. A sky filled with toxic filth that blocks out some of the sun's daytime highs while trapping more overall heat than it deflects, destroying the ozone layer, completely derailing and disrupting the hydrological cycle and ubiquitously contaminating the entire surface of the planet. And they try to tell us that's what's saving us from ourselves? Total insanity. Of course, governments around the world are neck deep in climate engineering operations. To believe otherwise is mind-numbingly naive. Of course, these same criminal cabals masquerading as legitimate governments are going to do anything in their power to hide and deny their crimes from populations lest the masses fully awaken and take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches, looking for anyone and everyone involved, not just with the climate engineering operations themselves, but with the cover-up of the same, looking for all of them to hold them legally and morally accountable. If the public could truly be awakened to what's occurring in our skies, not just the complete derailing of Earth's life support systems, but the ubiquitous contamination of the planet with highly toxic climate engineering aerosols and elements, every breath we take, contaminated, Climate intervention operations continue to be radically ramped up all over the world. This fact is shockingly obvious and inarguable. With so many flights grounded, why are there so many flights in the air? And all too often dispersing atmospheric aerosols from horizon to horizon. We are all quite literally under assault. Let's not forget the U.S. DOD, Department of Defense, is currently leasing no less than 800 commercial aircraft with commercial aircraft markings. Why? 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 And we have up-close photographs of retrofit nozzles mounted on the wing pylon of commercial aircraft, in addition to military tankers, aimed into the exhaust jet stream. That's for one purpose and one purpose only, spraying something into that exhaust jet stream to make it look like that dispersion is just, quote, condensation. It's not condensation. You can't turn condensation on and off. And we have film footage of these nozzles being turned on and off taken at altitude from behind some of, the, of these aircraft. Search the jet spraying section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and you will be shocked at what you see. It is undeniably sprayed aerosol dispersions into our skies. Argument over. It's happening. No debate. Further, the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, conclusively proves what these aircraft are emitting into our skies, starting with aluminum nanoparticulates. You can view The Dimming documentary for free... On the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, we took a NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, flying lab with top scientists to altitude, tested behind heavy aircraft and found exactly what we knew we would find, primary climate engineering elements. Western North America continues to be locked in an engineered deep freeze after baking in temperatures of up to 121 degrees only months ago. Alaska is now being buried in a deep surface flash freeze after shattering all-time record highs in December that were pushing 70 degrees. And how's winter going in Colorado? First, this follow-up headline from NPR, National Propaganda Radio. Wildfires engulf a thousand homes in suburban Denver. That report stated climate change has created warmer and drier conditions across the Mountain West region, leading to an increased drought and longer, more extreme wildfire season. The single greatest factor in regard to the epic wildfires around the globe is climate engineering. That is not a denial of anthropogenic damage to the climate, but it is to state that we cannot have less overall rain on a rapidly warming planet unless there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering. Please, please search and review the entire engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. More specifically, search this headline, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda one of the most important reports ever done by GeoengineeringWatch.org. Now what's happening in Colorado? More snow to target Colorado communities ravaged by historic wildfires. Some of the pictures showed still smoldering slabs now covered in snow. This is absolute insanity. Winter weather whiplash completely engineered by the climate engineering cabal. This headline, how climate change primed Colorado for a rare December wildfire. That report states the ground, typically moist from the snow this time of year, was dry and flammable as a result of unusually warm temperatures and a lack of precipitation in recent months. Same thing with California. Go back many years when I first did the presentation titled Engineered Drought Catastrophe Target California. Everything I stated in that report, that live presentation from so many years ago, is exactly what has happened. Please search and view that report again. engineered drought catastrophe, Target, California. Nashville snow. Now, the most recent. Snow, a snowstorm with moisture straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico. Chemically nucleated, blatantly obvious on the weather radar loops. Moisture migrating from the record warm Gulf of Mexico suddenly flashes out to snow. That's chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding for weather modification. Endothermic reacting materials, these are patented processes. Every meteorologist that can walk and chew gum knows exactly what's happening in our skies, but they're all lying about it. And this is a major aspect of climate engineering that no one but geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to expose. Why not? Why are, again, so many sources and sites that claim to be fighting to expose climate engineering actually covering up the tracks of the climate engineers by pretending that these flash winter cool-downs are somehow random acts of nature that prove that there's no warming on the planet. The second there's not enough moisture for them to chemically nucleate and the sun comes out, the temperatures go through the roof again. Yes, there can be a cold, dense layer of air that sits on the ground for a time after these storms pass through that keeps things cool for a while. But I'm speaking in general terms. Temperatures are going up and up and up overall. And what we see is an underreporting of the temperatures. And when they engineer these cool downs, they will take many, many records across a surface area, a smaller geographic area. As compared to when there's record warmth. They take many less temperatures. That skews the data. That masks the true severity of planetary meltdown. That's one of the objectives of climate engineering operations, to mask the true severity of planetary meltdown from the population until the brutal bitter end. But they can make it snow more or less wherever they want, whenever they want. On that note, this headline. From numerous sources, Florida snow. Video shows snow falling in the Sunshine State on Monday. Snow fell in Florida Monday morning. As a cold front made its way east, no cold front, it's nucleating cloud moisture. Tuesday highs warmed up to 60 degrees with mild easterly breezes. And temps were warm into the low 70s through Thursday, and they just had snow. Think about that. More on the subject of engineered winter weather mayhem. From Popular Science magazine, China's weather manipulation brings crippling snowstorm to Beijing. From that report... In the People's Republic of China, it's no secret that the party controls just about everything. But as Beijing suffers through its second major snowstorm this season, residents are growing weary of their leadership's control freak tendencies. Again, popular science's words, not mine. After all, the report states, while the storms came as a surprise to the residents, the government knew about it all along. In fact, the government caused it. Word for Word from Popular Science. This Popular Science magazine article was published on November 12, 2009. Question, how much more has this technology advanced since that time? Are those in the Chinese government control freaks? Certainly. But any notion that Western power centers are any different, are any better, is total delusion. Question, which country has nearly 800 foreign military bases all over the world in everyone else's backyard or on their border? Oh, yeah, it's the USA. So about weather control freaks, those that don't think the U.S. military, which is exponentially larger than the Chinese military, isn't also waging winter weather warfare on their populations, just like the Chinese are, is total delusion. Time to wake up. Winter weather warfare is being waged on populations all over the world in between drought and wildfire warfare. Again, this is not a denial of other forms of human-caused damage to the planet and the climate system. It's simply to state that the human race has trashed the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. But there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate intervention insanity, a.k.a. weather warfare, of which chemical ice nucleation operations, a.k.a. engineered winter weather mayhem, are a core part This is not hypothesis, theory, or speculation. This patented form of climate engineering is well documented. Any that summon the courage to carry out an honest investigation can find the truth. You can start by searching the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. For those that don't yet realize it, as already stated, the party's over, and it's not coming back in any time frame that matters. Industrialized, militarized so-called civilization requires an incomprehensible amount of moving parts, the so-called gears of progress that are grinding up what is left of the natural world, of our remaining habitat, in order to keep the party going until the last possible moment, till total collapse, which now draws very near. The current paradigm was completely constructed on the patently false premise that the human race could perpetually expand and consume on a finite planet with finite resources, which of course again, is total delusion. All the moving parts that produce the current paradigm of self-annihilation are soon going to grind to a halt, one way or another. And even as the human race goes down in flames, likely taking the entire web of life with us, we the population are still fed a constant diet of power structure, scripted total deception. Our so-called governments are nothing more than criminal fraternities filled with the completely corrupt... To view what takes place on the floors of Congress and the UK House of Commons is like watching a stand-up comedy show of total idiocy divide and distract insanity. We live in a planetary asylum, and the majority of the inmates are not, even now, interested in even looking at the wider horizon, let alone appropriately responding to it. How many are so totally disconnected from the environment that they seem to feel food comes from McDonald's? and Walmart. We're almost out of time. To those that aspire to make a difference, thank you for your courage. We march together in this battle. We are neck deep in a grand global game of chess. We must learn to play well. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specifics on how to effectively and efficiently wake others to what's unfolding, starting with passing on credible data from a credible source. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.